0: Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding.
1: Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun.
0: Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to episode 191 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mass Fan Travel. I am not Seth, I am Carly.
0: And I'm Farron.
1: And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news as well, like a little bit about what's going on in our lives. So
0: you are not Seth. No, I am not Seth.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, Happy to join. Yes. I wouldn't want to be here alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but let's start with what have you been up to this week? Did you get to go on a certain standing coaster in the Orlando area?
0: That I did. And I think if SeaWorld's listening, they'd be so scared that we said the word standing because it's Sorry. surfing.
1: I'm sick. well, I didn't know we surfed facing forward. <laughs> well,
0: we do now. <laughs> but all that aside, it was a fantastic roller coaster. Pipeline, the surf coaster at SeaWorld Orlando is really, really good. It's a totally unique feeling. Uh, standing coasters as they are, are pretty unique. But it was especially unique even for a standing coaster. And the thing I was the most afraid of, which was uh, being uncomfortable, that went straight out the window. I had an amazing wow. – we only got to ride once, but for that one ride, no pain, no discomfort, um, and just really enjoyed it. The airtime is amazing. Wow. Did you sit in the front row? Uh, we did the very back row.
1: Nice. And yes. so did you experience any sort of – do you think people get motion sickness on this if they ride it in the back? Or what do you, I mean, it's hard to tell. always.
0: I wouldn't not necessarily motion sickness. It was very smooth. Um, you might notice if you watch some of the videos that it sounds like the coaster is rattling and it does a little bit sound like it's rattling and I'm not sure why, but you don't feel that on the coaster. So it must be something going on underneath that's causing that. And that might be something they're working on, but as a ride, it's very smooth. And it's also extremely weird that almost every person I've talked to is like, I didn't even realize I went upside down because you do go upside down, but you're just so focused on the like bouncing motion and and the moving around. Across the board, almost everyone was like, oh yeah, I guess we did go upside down at one point.
1: Wow, that's wild. Uh, I saw Matt, our editor, posted that he went on it four times and he had a little bit of pain after, but he would gladly do it again because it was so good. So
0: Yeah, on our initial ride, him and I rode together on the first time and he had said that he had a little bit of pain on his legs and in his crotch only because... The coaster itself does those airtime moments and you kind of jump and leave. Well, he jumped like most of us were doing by the end. But the problem is he kept his feet forward. So when gravity came back, there is a little bike seat style seat. And that's where it kind of came from. But he was like doing it again. You would know, get your feet, you know, properly aligned for when you come back down. And it does sound weird. You don't get many roller coasters where you can say you can jump on them. But by my last like hill, I was prepared for it. And I jumped and the seat goes up with you. And then it slowly floats back down onto the platform. So there's a little bit of a learning curve.
1: Do you think it's because he's so tall?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think so. And it does, the ride has a very specific height requirement. So you're 54 to 78 inches and there is a 78 inch height requirement check to make sure. Wow. So I think that's because the way that it comes down on your shoulders, if I was to go on my tippy toes, I could feel the max where it would not let it go up any higher. So it's a little bit more specific when it comes to height. But other than that, sizing wise, it seems to be pretty accommodating.
1: Nice. How does it rank within the other roller coasters at Seaboard Orlando?
0: Um, for only riding it once, I would still give it a pretty high mark. I mean, I, my number one there is Mako. I love the fact that you just feel like you're going to fly out of your seat and it's mm-hmm. just all speed the whole time. And it has some amazing airtime. Airtime-wise, I would say it's up there with Mako in different ways. You get a lot of airtime when you really leave your seat, but it's not like Mako where you just feel like you're just straight falling out of the sky. Um, I would put it up level with Manta, Mako, and now Pipeline. Um, Wow. That's high up there. Yeah. (laughs) So it might end up being really, really high if I ride it more, but I only got to do it that once. I feel like the first time you're not even analyzing, you're just like trying to understand what's going on.
1: Agreed. It definitely takes like a couple times to really process and see how, you know, it ranks internally. But I mean, it is the coaster capital of Orlando. So I am not surprised that they have probably another hit there. Uh, I was not on coasters, but I was in Finland the last couple days with Royal Caribbean getting to go on board the currently in construction world's largest cruise ship, the
0: Icon of the Seas. So. It looked very cool. I was jealously following along. Yes,
1: it was so wild. I mean, I remember like the look on my face the first time I pulled up to port for Wonder of the Seas. And I was just like a little nervous because these ships are so big and it's just, it's, it's overwhelming to see them in person. So it was crazy to see Icon in the flesh. It's at the Meyer Turku uh, shipyard in Finland. And getting to go on board and walk through everything. Uh, My favorite, obviously, was getting to see uh, Thrill Island, which has the 36 water park. Uh, They're just, like, rocking and rolling with the construction, and it made me really excited for when they actually finish it.
0: I feel like they are just constantly not even beating other people. They're just fighting themselves now on, can they build the biggest thing again and again and again? So
1: absolutely. I mean,
0: we went from, like, gigantic boats to small cities. So I feel like you've got, like, this metropolis going by on the, on the water now with some of their ships.
1: It really is. I mean, alone, they have like 40 something restaurants and lounges. So it's, it's pretty overwhelming. I don't know how you could see it all in a week. There's so much to do from, you know, like a thrill perspective. I definitely, we can't, we went to see where uh crown's edge is going to be. So it's like mm-hmm. their anchor icon on the side and you're doing kind of like a ropes course. And you jump off at the end. Okay. That's going to be in, insane. You know, mm-hmm. it was insane to see on dry land. So I'm, I'm excited to see it completed. I cannot wait to go on those roller slides, you know, and yeah, I think uh, they are definitely going to have a hit. It is almost basically all sold out for 2024. So
0: that's good news to hear, especially for the cruise industry.
1: Right. Exactly. So, I mean, the capacity is going to be, I think it's over 7,000 and they are not going to have a problem printing that. Uh,
0: (laughs) Seeing that uh, because of that high capacity, were you able to go into any of the food sections? Like, were we able to walk around? So is that because I recently went on um, the carnival celebration and the way that they set up their food was really, really well done. Their main buffet was like split into these tiny subsections which to me, at first I thought might have been a bad idea. But then as I was going throughout the week, I was like, it was great because it took 2,000 people at the buffet and it made it not look like 2,000 people at the buffet. So I didn't know if you could see any of that that you could kind of in your mind. Right. Think Um, about how they might split off 7,000 people in this ship.
1: (laughs) I know. Um, They definitely are strategic about the way they have their elevator placement. Definitely the way stairwells are being built. They're really trying to make it so that there are seven thousand people on board, but you're not seeing them, which I guess okay. is kind of the goal. The buffet I thought on Wonder of the Seas was really cool because it splits off into two identical, uh, you know, basically separate buffets, but it's one, you know, area, mm-hmm. and all the stations were like really laid out well. So,
0: okay, curious to see I mean,
1: how it works out. Um, yeah, we also got to go into a not yet announced thirty-eight seater like hidden restaurant. They wouldn't okay. tell us the details yet, but I'm trying to imagine like a supper club, or something along those lines. They
0: showed so, you like a cruise speakeasy, yes? and they were like, oh. "We're gonna—it's here, but we're not gonna tell you it's here."
1: Right. No, that would be amazing. So, yes, uh, I know a lot of people have already have that booked for next year. I am one of those people. Cannot wait to go on it. So, uh, I guess without any further ado, you want to get into the news? Let's do it. Okay, and we are still talking about cruises, but this time it is the Disney Cruise Line and the Disney Magic, which was docked for a bit to do some uh, upgrades. They are going to be debuting new experiences based on Encanto and Seoul. So did you see this? What did you think?
0: I looked at some of the pictures, yeah, and I was this a surprise? Cause I don't think I knew this. Okay. Maybe I just, that bit of news just went by me and I didn't know, but I was like, Oh, there's brand new right. stuff. And I guess I just totally missed that bit of news. Cause I was like, this is really cool.
1: Yes. So, I know it's, it's exciting. Cause there's so many upgrades, especially it's nice to see that they don't only care about, you know, brand new ships like the wish Yeah, they're still going back making updates uh so basically uh the promenade i think it was called that bar was changed over into this lounge that's inspired by uh disney Pixar's soul and the pictures that we saw or that they released are really cool but i mean it did come out of like nowhere i was like wait what <laughs> you know
0: yeah i feel like i looked at the pictures and i was like we must have known this was happening and maybe i just missed this so right no what? same it-, it was just kind of like plopped the announcement it's not
1: surprising that they're infusing more IP into their ships, especially yep. newer ones. They've done so much with Seoul at Disney World, you know, at Epcot, at Disney Springs. So it's nice that they're bringing this out to sea. And then, of course, in Canto, uh, families can't get enough of anything and everything in Kanto. And this is really cool because they're calling it an immersive experience. So basically, it's going to be, interactive that combines you know meeting the characters but also music crafts storytelling culinary so they're going to be having some like local Colombian beers cocktails that are all inspired by the film so i was trying to imagine what that would be like because we have immersive experiences you know at all different facets of disney park so you know, at sea, I wonder what well, like, I was trying to compare it to something and I'm not sure if I have something to compare it to with like the food and beverage. I guess we'll have to see how they go mm-hmm. about executing it.
0: Yeah. They can do a, a one day ship food and wine festival. Yes. which would be very cool to see. <laughs> uh, well, actually, one thing I forgot to mention was I went to Disney on ice this past weekend oh, and gosh. this was part of it and they had Mirabelle come out. And like you said, everyone is Still loving this film. It's one of my favorite Disney films that's come out in the past few years. But she came out and the crowd lost their mind. So I think that that's definitely a great addition to this ship. And we'll have to see exactly what they mean by this celebration. But, yes. I mean, there's more surprises to come.
1: Definitely. And uh, we talked about the Soul Cat Lounge. Very cool. Rethemes an entire existing lounge. I love, obviously, how they have a little uh, piano there. They're going to have concert posters throughout and then what i was excited about is they're going to be doing tableside manhattans and martinis
0: yes and i have never done uh, a, a cruise with disney cruise line I, I definitely want to but i haven't yet i have been told by so many people they have some of the best bartenders at sea so yeah. for them already to be able to doing and adding this on to this lounge and some of those drinks as well as having some of the best bartenders at sea you know more Agreed. stuff for the family to not be afraid to come. It's not just the kids' ship.
1: Absolutely. The cocktail program, from what I've experienced on Disney cruise ships, has been amazing. I'm mainly thinking of Hook's Barbary on the Disney Wish. They have all those old fashions and Manhattans that they make there. So I love to see that they're you know, kind of infusing this into the Disney magic. And I'm sure that they're going to be uh, delicious. And it's always fun to do the table side drinks you know, yeah. like that enchanted rose and make it a whole, you know, spectacle. I'm sure we'll be seeing, you know, some, uh, TikToks of Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the table yeah, so side out. Manhattans. And then of course they also announced that they are going to be redesigning the Disney cruise line concierge retreats. So these are going to be inspired by Moana. So think kind of like tropical color palette, uh, you know, just kind of like an elevated modern tropical, which is nice fits in perfectly with you know everything that they have going on there and you know people love to have that that little feel when they are at sea obviously
0: and that all goes with just i mean the 25th anniversary and the new uh disney bands not the magic bands but the disney bands so it's nice to see upgrades as you said going across all the ships and they're not just focusing on their new bigger ships
1: Definitely. And uh, so this will start uh, May 24th. This is only on the Disney magic. These upgrades that we've talked about, they're going to be sailing out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. And then this fall, the ship will be uh, repositioned to the West coast and we'll be going out of San Diego.
0: All Yes.
1: And uh, still some Disney news, but now we are talking about dry land Thankfully, (laughs) Uh, it is only May, but of course, uh, Epcot Food and Wine Festival is just around the corner, always starting ever as early. Yes. uh, When it begins in on July 27th, of course, the favorite Eat to the Beat concert, the free concert that takes place nightly is going to be returning. But they announced some classic favorites along with new acts. So I was pretty excited to see this. They really have some good new ones. The biggest one I think was the Bacon Brothers, which has, you know, Kevin Bacon.
0: The Bacon Brothers. And, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: and then we have uh for King and Country, which are like a Grammy Award-winning Christian group that play arenas. So I was maybe probably most surprised by that because they they play major venues and then we have some other new ones uh phillips from american idol we have i never pronounce her name right but arinthi i think is how you pronounce it she played with michael jackson um she's a a female guitarist vocalist she played with michael jackson until obviously everything and then we are going to have returning favorite acts voice to men mike uh mark wills sugar ray uh Joey Fatone and Friends. Uh, is there anyone that you're
0: uh, particularly excited for? I mean, the Bacon Brothers, just because it's odd. That's right. just one where I would be like, you know what? I think I would go and kind of fight the crowds just to see anything about right. that. Because outside of the Guardians Christmas special, have we ever seen... I mean, I don't I don't see him as a singer, but I think that kind of works out. I, I would go and see it. And yeah. like you said, for King and Country, there's some... Big names. I mean, Epcot. It's not a huge stage. It's a big stage for a theme park, but it's definitely not a massive arena. So when they bring some of these bigger bands, this is a real treat for some people. I mean, it, it's they buy the tickets. To Epcot and don't even care anything. They're not going on Cosmic Rewind, which they should. But they they're going straight to this concert, and they're going to see concert after concert. And it's really cool to see that these additions keep happening. And as we've also seen all the festivals are getting closer to each other. They just, we're going to be, there's no such thing as Diet Epcot pretty much anymore. No, I mean, there's nothing I love
1: more than eating hot soup in July outside. (laughs) standing up over a garbage
0: can. That's perfect.
1: (laughs) But I will go see the nightly shows because they are really fun. And like you said, you know, you're getting these, you know, high ticketed acts and you get to see them completely for for free, especially as APs. I know a lot of people yeah. go and see all the shows and it's it's definitely just a fun um, tradition and I will definitely be there for Hanson because yeah. I love Hanson and then <laughs> of course a few others.
0: And uh, the dining packages, they'll be able to get it yes. beginning July 6th if you've never done a dining package, so I actually used to work at the American gardens theater as a cast member Ooh. many years ago. And I will say you do get really good seats for those dining packages. Um, yes. If you've ever wanted to do it, especially if you're going to eat at one of the restaurants anyway, it's a very, very small add on to be able to get some of those reservations. And with the dining packages, you sometimes you will go to go and eat at this restaurant, but they are sold out. Well, they're not really sold out. It's that they're holding some of those seats For the dining packages so you'll be able to get this concert with a really good seat and get your meal and not have to deal with reservations so it's kind of a little cheat if you want to do all three that i i really do recommend if you're ever going to do that especially if you're visiting down and you don't want to spend all day having to wait for that spot
1: oh yeah i mean like you said there they are great seats and basically Mm -hmm. think of it like you're getting to, to eat lunch basically and then this concert ticket is for free yeah and if some of these you know people line up and it's like packed out the back of the theater that you oh, yeah. you're hard to see. So if it's especially a major act that you want to see, definitely do the package. I know a lot of the time like you can get Spice Road table, that package, mm-hmm. even though that's my like one of my favorite restaurants around World Showcase, that one a lot of time is available. Some of them are harder, like Rose and Crown or Via Napoli. Yeah. But, you know, uh it's definitely worth it. Uh, you can check out, I believe it's tasteepcot.com that it's going to yep. have all the information. And then, um, so I think, I don't know if they have the, um, packages will be start coming out July 6th. Yep. So that's the date to keep in mind. If you are interested in doing that for the bigger vax. you're going to have to make sure you, you hop on that as soon as possible.
0: Yep, you better get ready because here comes the food. Here comes the concerts right. after we, of course, get rid of the concerts and food we already have right now.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, now we are going up to Atlanta where Disney is partnering once again with Camp. And this time it is for an all new, one of a kind, immersive, kid friendly experience. This is in Atlanta and this will be based off of Disney's The Little Mermaid so i know we've talked about these camp experiences before i haven't gone to any of them uh,
0: yeah me neither so but I'm the concept art looks super fun and yeah so it the definitely really
1: fun it is a good way for your family to get you know their disney fix and they're basically interactive theatrical experiences so it's a walk through and then this one is going to have live music puppetry They say there's magic and you're going to be exploring different kind of scenes from Little Mermaid. So you're going to go into Ursula's lair. You're going to go into the throne room. There's a live mermaid comedy show, which I would love to know more about what that means. Yes. (laughs) But based on the artist renderings, if you're looking at this, it looks really cool. I'm, I'm sure the execution is really cool, but it definitely looks really cool just from the pictures.
0: Yeah, it's looking – I mean, because there's areas for kids to be able to – it's like a playground in certain sections. It looks like little slides. And then there's the immersive experience. There's the mer people, the comedy show, all that. And it's all happening within an hour, which seems like quite a lot to cover in an hour. But maybe they'll get you to come back again and again. And then they have some of their merchandise available online now. So even if you're not going to go to this experience, if you're not going to go to Atlanta, you can check out some of that merchandise. If you're excited for the new film, it's definitely – this look, I mean, some of this was some of the better merchandise that I've seen. So yeah, I
1: did. I did look through the, the merchandise. It looks really good. And I know we're kind of all talking about the film, obviously, after the news of the live action Ariel that we're going to be getting in uh, Orlando and also on the West Coast. Yep. Uh, with kind of like Little Mermaid fever.
0: <laughs> yes. This this summer will be dedicated to her. And if you can't go down to Walt Disney World or head over to Disneyland, this could be your fix. It's something to check out. And for a one-hour experience, it could be perfect for kids, too, because I feel like that's, there is a certain level of, okay, mom, am on board.
1: Yeah, definitely. Maybe they don't want to sit through the movie, but I think they could uh, run around. Uh, so tickets for this are going to be on sale at the location, but also they are going to be doing early reservation tickets, which is probably recommended because we know stuff like this. Always sells out. They're going to be birthday party rentals and whatnot. uh, But the Little Mermaid Camp Atlanta experience does have advanced reservation tickets that are on sale right now. So you want to go check that out if you think about heading there this summer.
0: And we're going to go from one super extreme Disney love and fandom over to another one. Now we've got Hogwarts.
1: Yes. I feel like every week we talk about a different exhibit or immersive experience. You know, it's like the amount of times we say immersive. Yes. But between these kind of like light shows and, you know, just any of these immersive experiences, they're popping up all over the world. So we know how popular they are. And of course, we know how popular the Warner Brothers Studio Tour London is with, you know, Harry Potter fever will never cease to exist, you know, and they just keep getting brand new experiences and updates. So this is going to be a new exhibit called The Making of Harry Potter. It's going to be celebrating the attraction's 11th anniversary, and it's going to be letting guests explore Harry's early years at the Magical Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry.
0: And I actually just rewatched all of the films again. So this is one of those things that it's not here in the United States. But if I ever have the chance, if I, when next time I make it over there, th- this is one of the things I'm definitely adding to my must-like to-do things. Because, I mean, it's – a lot of the movies are going to be CGI and created like that. But there's a lot of these things you can kind of get immersed into this experience. Like you said, we say the word immersive all the time. but right. I mean, that's what all the theme parks are. It's immersive constantly. So if you can't make it out to them, this is great for people in London. And it's a reason for me to head out there. Another reason to head out to the UK as well and be able to check this out. Yes. And, and
1: so one of the things that looked really cool is they are going to show you a little behind the scenes look on the floating floating feather. So mm-hmm. that's the Wingard and the V.O.
0: You know, the so,
1: Yeah, the yeah. Uh, They're going to be kind of showing you a little of the behind the scenes of how they tapped into, you know, the silent movie era to pull some tricks to kind of do that, you know, switch and bait to make it look like this was actually floating, uh, which is really cool. They're going to be be doing a live demonstration to reveal how they made Hagrid look that big on screen because as we know, Robbie Coltrane was not a half giant. Yeah. he was six feet tall which is still pretty tall mm-hmm. but not quite tall enough to be considered a giant. So this is definitely kind of be a hands-on learning experience. It seems like it's definitely targeted towards super Harry Potter fans but also little kids. So this should be a nice addition to the already kind of standout exhibit that they have.
0: Oh, definitely. And being able to go with those behind the scenes, that's how you know that a movie like this and a fandom like this has so people that just love it so much. Like, this is the 11th anniversary of telling you how we made these films. And they're like, that's okay. We can keep adding stuff. People are going to keep coming. So it would be cool to learn about the behind the scenes because, thankfully, so far at least, the Harry Potter films still hold up for a majority right. of their effects. Because there's some there's some films from 20 years ago that you go, woo. <laughs> But then we could also jump back a lot farther and we could look at like Jurassic Park and still to this day, Jurassic Park looks great. So being able to see how they were able to use these practical effects to make some of this come to life kind of shows you how that movie magic makes the magic on the screen happen.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I was just going to say Jurassic Park. I feel like because we've been talking about it with the 30th anniversary coming up. And when I hear that, I'm like, how? Because I watch it all the time whenever it's on. And I'm like, it still, it still holds up. And Harry Potter is going to be doing the same thing. And I thought it was interesting with this exhibit how, you know, these geniuses behind the screen are using practical effects that have been in use for a hundred years. So there's some things, you know, even with the big budget CGI, all the technology that still keeps coming up, there are some things that will just be around forever and that will probably be Harry Potter. And (laughs) hopefully that we will always have that fandom to come. And uh, if you want to go see this Discovering Hogwarts, it's going to be running in addition. It's not, um, so it's added on to the existing attraction, but you're not going to be paying for it extra. So it's included with your ticket. And it's going to be running from May 2nd through September 4th of this year, 2023. But you must pre book your experience. And that is www.wbstudiotour.co.uk. So you can't purchase it at the traction have to book it in advance so if you have any trips to the uk over the pond coming up uh make sure you pre-book it if you want to see this
0: yeah it's pre-booked and you can't get the attraction it's like a disney park pass reservation which we'll be talking no. about in just a no. little bit Oh
1: no! <laughs> yes so pre-book it <laughs> uh so this is one of my favorite parks I'm so excited to talk about it uh Knott's is bringing back their summer celebration and that includes Ghost Town Alive which is a fan favorite experience and they are going to be having a Viva La Fiesta celebration and this all kicks off On May 26, which will be opening day of the newly reimagined Fiesta Village. So basically their little section of the park that's a celebration of kind of all the Latin influences in Southern California has been closed. So, it will reopen with, you know, they reimagine dining experiences. They're going to do a whole celebration that's going to be taking place during the summer. And it's all around food, entertainment, and a nighttime street party. So, I'm excited. I'm actually going to be going to this next week. So, oh, okay. Perfect. Yes,
0: I'm You're just very much, all over the place.
1: Yes. <laughs> never stops. Uh, what a lot of people are most excited about is the new restaurants there. So, the culinary team at Knott's has kind of revamped everything. And so there is a new restaurant called Casa California, and this is going to have the favorite of baria. So I know that's like all the hot thing. It's been for a while. It's obviously a big part of, you know, the Latin culture cuisine. So they're going to have that. There's going to be margarita flights. Mm. And for the first time, I believe the summer tasting card. So a part of summer night is they have different booths set up, They're going to be able to use your tasting card, which is always a good deal at Knotts because their food portions are like triple of what they are at Disney parks. Everything at a festival is like a full entree. You have one and you're like, how am I supposed to have others? So they're going to be including the food festival food uh, as part of the Viva La Fiesta as part of the normal tasting card. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was really good and
0: a nice way to encourage people to explore this newly reimagined land. And if you have never been to Knott's, I only have been able to visit once, but the next time I go over to California, it is a hundred percent on my list. I had heard about it for years. And when I finally got to do it, the attractions are great. The entertainment is great. And the food is so good. good. It's so good. It's, I mean, all their food festivals are just, they're just really, really good. I mean, I only went to the one, but from that one and everyone I've heard has always said it. And I, I can say from a singular visit, I was like. This is some of the best theme park food across the board and it, it can rival up with some of the nicer restaurants we have at Disney Springs for some of their offerings. So I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's nice.
1: definitely a park uh, like backbone by food and I love that they care so much as in that detailing and the festivals are with it, you know, Boysenberry festival was amazing this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is exciting that we're going to be rolling basically, and Mary Festival just ended, and we are rolling right now into Summer Festival. So as part of Fiesta Village, which is reopening, they have newly refreshed rides. The one ride that will not be ready is Montezuma. So they announced that it will not be opening with the rest of the land. So I know that's a favorite of many, so we're just going to have to wait a little bit more. Uh, It is a great ride, so I am excited for that. To reopen uh there's going to be a carousel and they're gonna have hand carved animals on there so i'm excited and hopefully uh i guess it's in two weeks i can i could share what i thought about the reopening of it and then uh my favorite when i go to knots i spend most of my time in ghost town because mm-hmm. that's the original part and you know the build out is awesome so many great roller coasters but classic knots is Ghost Town. And there's always live character actors that will roam through there. But Ghost Town Alive is like next level. It is what we like desperately miss at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's interaction, yes. you know, you could be sitting in Calico Saloon and you know, like a gunfight will break out with these, you know, <laughs> roaming characters. And it's really, really neat and these actors are wonderful. And there's, there's really like nothing like it right now.
0: Yeah. It's pretty wild because like, just like you said, I was walking around and people just ran by us and they're like, we're going to go get him. The sheriff's got him. And I was like, (laughs) what is going on here? Uh, It really makes it come alive. It's like stepping into a full fledged town and the word immersive can show back up again. It is very immersive, but they have been able to keep that part of their park and it feels like an old timey park in the best way possible. Right. Um, exactly.
1: No, like even just the land, even if there are no characters in it, you're like, this is like the, the epitome of immersive. It's what I expect when I, when yeah. I hear that word. But when you have all these old Westy characters coming out, chatting with folks, it really, you know, brings it up to that next level. So I'm so happy that they announced that that is returning. And that will also be coming back on May 26, which is kind of just the, Overall, next major day of like Fiesta Village reopening, we have the Viva, we have Summer Nights, we have Ghost Town Alive. So that's basically all centered around May 26th. And then of course, Summer Nights is going to be taking place uh, select nights in the evening. So that's kind of around the main stage that's just past the Calico train. They have live music, they have family games. It's definitely like family friendly with picnic tables and whatnot. And then of course, the uh, food festival element. So they have all original menus for this as well. And yeah, it's just, there, there's a lot to do at not. So if you are Keep headed going. to Disneyland, add on a day, you will not regret it.
0: I completely agree. If you have never done this before, add a day from Disneyland. It's right. you're, It's not far away. It's very no. easy to get to. They have great rides, great food. Please add it on. Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: it's literally, if you are staying by Disneyland, it's like a 15 minute lift to Knott's. It is so worth it. Uh, And then of course, Soak City, which is their water park that's just across the street, that will be reopening too. And their season starts on May 20th. So it's not open every day per se. uh, But They do have some really good rides, good kid rides. There's this um, the Wedge, which is like one of those circular family raft rides. They have one of the longest lazy rivers in the country. So if you just want to, like, chill.
0: Got to love a lazy river. (laughs) You can do
1: that here. I haven't been here yet, but I'm also doing that next week. Or at least I'm going to, like, pop over and do a little bit of it to check it out. Uh, But, yeah, there's a lot going on at Knott's. Definitely go Their annual pass is super affordable. Their one-day tickets are super affordable. And if you are going with a group, do a tasting card Mm -hmm. because it's such a good deal. And they include alcohol there. So unlike Disney, you can also get drinks on the tasting card, which can definitely save you some money.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, going from talking about their water park real quick over to a different water playground. We're at Legoland New York for their new water, Lego City Water playground. Yes, this has been uh,
1: exciting news for them. They've been really excited for this to open uh, Legoland New York, which is awesome. It's just like 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. They are gearing up for a Memorial Day weekend of this new Lego City water playground. So it's not quite a full water park like at Legoland California, but it's kind of like one of those immer- immersive kid <laughs> water playscapes. <laughs> You know, I, it's it's a play structure basically, but it yep. is pretty elaborate because as we've seen in the pictures, there's, you know, you usually have like the tiny slides coming out of play structures. These look kind of like legit water slides. On them.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's great for kids. And they mentioned too, that there is an area just to get changed there. So the parents don't have to worry about The kid is going to be soaked for the rest of the day. We can't let him go to this. You can bring a bag with you. you got some extra clothes. They can go in. They can enjoy that area during the heat of the day. And then they can continue on their day throughout the rest of the park. Or you can rush it. It said at the beginning, uh, you can go straight there. It only opens an hour after the park does. I don't know that I'm rope dropping too many water parks in New York, (laughs) but you know what? I, I've got Florida blood, so it needs to be a 90-something for me to jump in a water slide anyway.
1: <laughs> you might have to wait till like August and yeah. so you have to go mid-morning. But yeah, this is a great park. I went for my first time, I guess it was like a month or so ago. I love I love Legoland parks. They're just they're so really good. awesome. They're so good. They're so clean. They're, they're just so good. This is a great park. They have an original Legoland attraction, which takes you in a brick factory that none of the other parks have. And it's like a trackless dark ride so 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 good. So if you are in the area, it's worth checking out. But this is will be such a good uh good thing for kids. I mean, obviously it's a family park. They ha- operate on a lot of local annual pass holders, so I'm sure this will be perfect for them. Bring their kids, you could just sit, chill, watch it, you know, watch it all go down mm-hmm. uh and this year, so it joined Legoland Florida in becoming a certified autism center. So basically, Every Legoland in the country, Florida, New York, California, they're all now certified autism centers. So the water area will be to, you can get advanced uh, digital guides that will help you with sensory issues. And then also each attraction has, you know, kind of like a cheat sheet when you get to the front and it'll yep. list different sensory issues. I'm sure you've seen it like at Peppa Pig
0: and yep. Legoland
1: Florida. Uh, it's a great tool to have for families that are dealing with that.
0: Oh, it's such a great idea. And one that I am surprised some of the bigger parks have themselves not done. now SeaWorld does. SeaWorld Orlando does offer that. Uh, It's such, it doesn't affect the other part, like regular everyday guests, and it only is a benefit to the park. So I really hope that more places continue to do this because Legoland really is leading the way with making sure that every single one of their parks in the United States is offering this option. It's A small little thing that sits in front of the ride and gives you a full loadout of what's going to happen. They've got areas for kids to be able to calm down if they need to. They've got those sensory deprivation kind of areas that you can just take a second away from the world of a theme park, which all it is is about immersive and colors and lights. So I'm so glad that they're doing this. Um, right,
1: absolutely. I, I wrote it's a this resource. Article. That's why I wanted know? to
0: make sure that I added this in cuz I feel like that's a it's an important part that shouldn't be bypassed.
1: Absolutely. I mean I, I try to like include it in everything I do because it is really crazy to me that the bigger parks haven't done it yet. Like you said, it doesn't affect anyone. It is just a resource for yeah, families. It's a complete benefit. So, I hope we see other people, you know, jump on board with this and I'm so glad that Legoland has done it for all of their parks. It is a wonderful thing, and it's you know it's 2023. Let's get with yeah. the times, people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let's get, I'm I'm excited to
0: see more people adding this, but I'm very thankful to LEGO and Legoland for doing a great job for adding it to that and Peppa Pig. You know, so I continue to think that's just going to keep expanding and building more and more.
1: Definitely. So if you are hitting Legoland New York after Memorial Day, you can check out the new water playground, which should be fun. And now we are back to Epcot. I added this in because I feel like it's kind of big news. You know, we love talking about new restaurants. So this is technically a new restaurant, even though it's taking over an existing property that's been closed down. I will try to pronounce it, but this summer, coming to the, the Japan Pavilion, will be the debut of Shiki Sai Sushi Izakaya, table service restaurant taking over Tokyo dining.
0: I think I you know, that was. works for, Hey, that, that's how I would have pronounced it. Yeah. So that's fine. You know, we just went last week to learn about the new Japanese clacker gardens that are here for the flower and garden festival. It's Shishio Doshi, but I had to Ooh. read that about 20 times. And I was like, please tell me I'm saying this right. And the guy was like, yes, yeah. so I wrote it down. So the only reason I can say it now is because I was like, Shishio Doshi, Shishio Doshi. Okay. Okay. We can do this go film before I forget it, but you nailed one, it. Thank you. I try. Uh, a new food offering at Epcot. You can never go wrong with food offerings at Epcot. I'm glad to see that they're going to be updating this one and using more of their space because food at Epcot, yay, always for right. it. Right.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and we had the reopening recently of Tukami Thai, but I know many of us are priced out of that option because it is insanely expensive it is you know a set meal a couple hundred dollars per person but Mm -hmm. it seems like we'll be getting some similar options you know there's some like nice looking sushi at this new restaurant so i'm excited to see that they're bringing in kind of that fresh sashimi and fish without having to go the full route of doing a uh, multi-course meal
0: yeah and these look like you said, it's super expensive to per person at the other option. But here you could order a gigantic offering for everyone to share instead of feeling like you're like on this dining experience for hours. And you're like, whoa, 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 I like that. But if you're kind of wanting a smaller plate or a shareable plate, this might be better a better option.
1: Right. And they have the uh, the sushi boats that I know are really mm-hmm. popular, especially if you're going with a group, a family it looks like a really fun option to get. Obviously, it's going to look good in pictures. So. Oh,
0: yeah. that be meal. Instagrammable.
1: Yes. A lot of pictures of that. And so the menu is like Izakaya style. So meaning basically get a bunch of plates, some small, some larger, and share it with everyone. So it becomes that kind of dining experience that we love without having to make that commitment of everyone doing this multi-course set meal.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm definitely excited to try it. New uh Disney dining is always exciting, especially when it's something like this. You know, we just had the opening of Roundup Barbecue, but you know, that's barbecue and it's yes. family style. So it is nice to see, you know, like, this looks like it could be really good. I'm sure if it's on the level as you know, Tukami Thai and everything, we are gonna have an exciting new option there. It's gonna be, like we said, replacing Tokyo dining. So that's the second level up those big stairs.
0: <laughs> Yeah, at the
1: Japan, at the Japan Pavilion. Uh, so this is probably going to be a hard one to get because people love sushi.
0: Yes, I know. Ken, I'm getting really hungry. We've talked about knots. We've talked about cruise food. We've talked about this. I'm getting hungry.
1: Same, same. Is, there's,
0: there's a lot of great food options coming up this summer and beyond for Absolutely. all of your travel needs. I'm so glad that the tourism industry as a whole has been like, you know what? Chicken nuggets are great. I love chicken nuggets, but Thanks. we need to have a couple other options yes. <laughs> and add them out. So I'm, I'm so happy to see that. If you, I mean, 15 years ago, imagine going to some of these theme parks and anything outside of a pizza or a cheeseburger you were never getting. So.
1: Absolutely. Get no, it's food. definitely exciting. They're listening to feedback. And so we don't know right now as far as like an opening date, mm-hmm. but we know summer. Yeah. So. so it's kind of a
0: vague word, but summer.
1: It is a very vague word, but, you know, we'll be on the lookout for you and we'll keep you posted. Uh, So basically, we had a lot of news, but that's all that we had this week for you. We kind of picked the best of highlights because there was a lot going on. Uh, But before we get to this week's main attraction, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei travel.com.
0: It's time for the main
1: attraction. Okay, so this was big. So Disney World basically made an announcement last week, but it was multiple announcements in one. It was when it came through, I was like, oh my, there's so much going on. But big news, reservations are changing, and Disney Dining Plan is returning in 2024.
0: (laughs) There we go. I've never done the Disney dining plan because our family always came down for one week out of the year in like January and we always did the pop century. We were doing it like the budget waste where we just didn't grab that option. That being said, when I was a cast member, I cannot tell you how many people would ask me, is the Disney dining plan coming back? And I was like, I have no idea. And they're like, is the Disney dining plan coming back? I'm like, I don't know. But I know that so many people love this plan and I know that so many people love the options and the prepayment options it's a great idea. I'm glad it's coming back for people that are going to use it. Absolutely. Uh, it is definitely, uh, it's hard to
1: explain. You have to really know what it is to get your money's worth out of it because there's. it's all based on credits, and you get a certain amount of snacks yeah. and meals per day based on your length of stay. So you could end up making money, you could end up not. But I get it from a, if you want to budget your vacation ahead of time, which a lot of people do. Yep. This could prove to be valuable to you, even if it's just for peace of mind. So I totally get that. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh Big news. The park reservation system is going to be reduced starting on January 9th, 2024. So theme park reservations will no longer be needed for date-based tickets. So this is only date-based tickets. If you just have a freestanding ticket If you are with a group, you'll still have to make those reservations. But if you have purchased a date-based one, you will no longer have to.
0: Which I feel like that's kind of the way it should have been done from the beginning. But here we are. Thankfully, it's happening now.
1: Yes. Uh, Another major announcement, which is going to impact us earlier than 24, is um, annual pass holders are going to have these good-to-go days, which I love the name of it. (laughs) So basically, you'll be good to go we don't know what parks and when it's going to be obviously based on, they're going to look through the calendar and see, okay, this is going to be not a busy day, whatever. It's kind of like the evolution of the bonus days, which we currently have. Basically you go in and see, Oh, this is a bonus day. It doesn't count towards my reservation. So this is going to be good to go days. You can just go in no reservation at all. And this was added in addition to the new change for APs that you basically don't have to make a reservation if you're visiting after 2 p.m. with the exception of Magic Kingdom on the weekends. And that's currently in place. So uh, uh-huh. we don't know when Good to Go is going to be starting, but that will be replacing the bonus days.
0: And it's so nice because I, as a Disney Pass holder, usually I just, not don't even on purpose, but unless I'm writing Cosmic Rewind or Tron, I go in the okay. afternoon anyway. So the after 2 p.m. for me, I was like, oh, perfect. That just means during the week, I just don't even have to think about it. I just show up. So oh, no. I appreciate yes. that. I'm glad to see these new options popping up as well.
1: Definitely. This made me really happy because I just had to renew my Incredit pass. And, you know, it's always a tough pill to swallow Yeah. when you renew. So I'm like, okay, we're getting some of our, you know, we're getting a little bit back to normal based on how much money we're spending. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, big news, like we said. Disney dining plan is coming back. This is going to be a quick service plan. I believe there are going to be two different options Mm -hmm. you could purchase. This is a part of vacation packages. So if you purchase a vacation package that with stays that begin January 9th, and I believe the packages go on sale the end of this month, you will have the option to add to your vacation package one of two dining plans. And you'll have to look through to see because they differ based on how many snacks and meals yep. you get per day so which one you think will be more valuable to you it can be a lot of food so that's something to take into account you may not want to go overboard because i think the portions are a lot of times especially with quick service restaurants pretty huge that you can oh, get yeah. away with sharing a meal and you definitely in my opinion you don't need breakfast lunch and dinner
0: no i i it, there's a lot of times that I'll even go to the park and I just get the kids option for oh, a lot of the places because well, yeah. you get the kids option and you switch out. I, well, I switch out the fruit for an extra side of fries, but <laughs> I, if you get a kid's chicken nuggets, like I said, love the chicken nuggets and you get two things of fries, you basically have an entree size and then you get a drink with it as well. It's a little drink, but that's, it's really all you need most of the time when you do some of these, especially some people, if they do it, depending on how they consider, right, you can stack and stack and stack and stack and have a day where you walk by, grab your one entree, everyone snacks. The next hours you go to your next ride, you grab another entree, you snack, and you keep going. So, there's a lot of ways to customize this to make your vacation the best, which that's the whole purpose. If you're going to pre buy right. this, you get your vacation planned mentally ahead. So, when you're in the park, it can be a little bit more freeing.
1: Definitely. And without a doubt, people, some people love this. Some people don't do it. I don't think I've ever done it, to be honest with you, but I just, for my purposes, yeah. just doesn't work out. But I know for a lot of people, families they're so excited so vacation packages starting to go on sale end of this month dining plan begins january 9th uh other major news since this was many announcements in one yes is that based on feedback disney is going to be making undetermined adjustments to the genie plus and individual lightning lane so we don't know exactly what this means but we do know that this is in direct you know, against the fact that you can't book in advance, which a lot of people loved booking their fast passes in advance. So this is just working on ways.
0: Kind of coming back.
1: I don't know. I I do know it can be annoying. Uh, I will say I don't use Genie Plus all the time just because I'm an annual pass holder. But when I do use it with the intention to like go hard and be like, I'm using all of my skills Yeah. You can get a lot done. Oh, yeah. But it's stressful because you're on your phone, you're checking your clock, you're thinking of all these different tactics. So I think it works well if you know how to use it and you really dedicate your day to using it, you can get a lot done. But people don't like the fact that you can't do anything in advance. You're kind of tied to your phone from, you know, before 7 a.m.
0: Yes. And that's that's the thing, as I think it's right there, is... They're like, I'd rather wake up at 7 a.m. six months in advance, two months in advance, right. and take care of it so I can I don't have to wake up at 6.50 in the morning and be like, everyone grab your phones. Everyone log in. We're all going to hit the button at the same time, and we're going to just pray that this works. So I, yeah. I mean, I think it works. I they Disney themselves said they didn't give any details, so I don't even know if they – have like you might be like, do you get one ride that you get to do in advance? Does it have to be a small ride, or are we only going to do advanced rides? I will have to see what that comes about to be. If right. it's there, like oh, you can get three rides in advance. I'm going to be like, okay, so FastPass Plus. You just decided that was better, but definitely.
1: I mean, the thing is, when this system launched, I was like, this goes against everything that Disney has made me believe in, which is book my dining in advance, do yep. everything in advance. And I know we've seen a lot of issues lately with Tron. Is People are getting return times and Tron allows no wiggle room. So you have nope. to arrive in your window. It's not like cosmic rewind, but their window conflicts directly with the dining. Yep. So you have that stress because, you know, they keep changing the dining modifications. So basically you're left with the option of waiting in a guest services line, explaining the situation, or maybe just deciding, do I not want to go to Tron because I have this meal? So yeah. I definitely think that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back is what we're seeing recently. So I cannot wait to see what they do.
0: Yeah. Cause rise of the resistance was pretty good on its times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Remy just, they just didn't care. Right. But you could just, <laughs> I feel like you could show up before your time and they'd be like, ah, that's fine. Uh, and then cosmic rewind is so lenient with their times right. that that's the only difference is because Tron is very specific. I think that this that's probably what caused this is they were like, I can't go to X, Y, and Z because I have to know that if it's at 11 a.m. my time is really probably 9:30 a.m. But if one thing goes wrong, it's 2 p.m. You know, so right. so I, we'll I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> make it things really help for out.
1: people. Yeah, I know, and it's like still people don't know how to use the system anyway. So yeah, maybe back to the drawing board, but we'll see. And then uh finally, as part of the announcement, which kind of Know, didn't get as much fanfare as the rest, but it's programs that are in place now that will be continuing, and that includes early entry and then extending evening hours for Disney deluxe resorts, which I love because yeah, I miss the days when Magic Kingdom was open like past 1 a.m. just for anyone to go to. It was so fun to like go to dinner, get a drink, and then you're riding Space Mountain at 1 a.m. So we still kind of have a little bit of that, but not that late. If you were staying at a deluxe resort. So they will be keeping that through this year. And now they will be continuing that into 2024. So very exciting. Um, As we said, these uh, bookings for vacation packages will begin on May 31st this month. So start thinking if you want to get that dining plan. Think if you want to mm-hmm. add it on. Uh, reach out to Mouse Fan Travel; they can maybe help you determine if a dining plan is worthwhile for your family. But we know this is a major, major news for a lot of people that love coming.
0: Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of things they're bringing back. I think that they have definitely. I don't even think they have been the slowest to kind of bring things back to how it was pre-pandemic right. when you compared a lot of their other big competitors. But I'm excited to see that they are finally bringing it back. You know, yes, and they're modifying, and they are listening to their 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 customers. I mean, there's some things they haven't changed. These early entry and extended evenings is just for certain guests, but with deluxe room pricings, I think that it, I mean it kind of makes sense to give you this little bit of an advantage or some extra time for that. Absolutely. So that was our
1: big news this week. Uh, a lot to take in, a lot to study. If you're planning on going to Disney in 2024, it might be a better experience because of literally all these changes we just announced yes. uh, so yay good news uh before we go we want to thank our sponsor mei and mouse fan travel and please if you are on apple Podcasts or spotify just quickly head into the app and give us a rating or review it definitely helps us you know log in up higher in there and then if you want to find more coverage from us and attractions we are at attractionsmagazine.com attractions on twitter Attractions Magazine on Instagram, youtube.com backslash attractions and attractions on TikTok. And I am on Twitter at Carly Caramata and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly.
0: You can find me anywhere at at Theron White, T-H-A-R-I-N-W-H-I-T-E. And you're going to want to follow along this week, especially to Attractions in Me, because we are flying out Thursday to Abu Dhabi to go see the new SeaWorld Park. So. Uh, there's a lot. I've never been to the Middle East. I'm very oh. excited to go and check that out for my first time. I went, I've been this whole week. I've been studying to make sure I'm bringing the right clothes, the right supplies, you know, making sure I'm getting everything set up for that. So it's going to be a very, very interesting week to follow along. Times are going to be slightly off. It's an eight hour time difference between here and uh, in Orlando and there. So we'll say, but wow. this is the week to follow that along to know. So
1: cool. Oh my God. What? Like that's a, a dream. That's exciting.
0: So, uh, yeah, so
1: make sure you follow along online because I'm sure there's going to be some amazing content. Uh, and until next week when we can chat about it, I hope everyone out there stays safe, Try something new, but most importantly,
0: have That's so fun. much
1: fun. Yes, we'll see you and next see time. you guys
0: next week. Bye.